How's it going, everybody? Dylan here to kickstart Emerald City Hockey's postgame live from Climate Pledge Arena up here on the Press Bridge, getting things started. So, you know, apologies. Everybody's still celebrating the win. They still got the speakers going. Hopefully, I'm louder than they are right now on the mic. Just let me know if I'm not. Uh, but wow, what a finish as the Kraken get the overtime game winner from Justin Schultz, of all people. Coming back into the lineup, getting that three-on-three -three OT winner, continuing the point streak, getting, you know, more wins. I mean, what a way to head into the Winter Classic than with this great overtime win tonight from the Kraken. Oh, it felt so good to be in the building. It felt good to watch with RJ. It's the first time we've been able to watch a hockey game together since January of this year. So it's been almost an entire calendar year. That was a lot of fun as well, as well as seeing everybody that I was able to see so far today. All right. That was fantastic. Got to, of course, mention the sponsor. There we go. There we go. Flatstick Pub. I drove past it earlier. Filled with fans. Love to see it. Can't wait to get myself over there. Maybe don't have a ton of time. Going to hopefully be able to get in there uh, tomorrow. Maybe that Pioneer Square location. I don't know. Going to try to check that out at some point here. Um, but definitely, everybody, go check out Flatstick Pub, as always, especially after a win like tonight. That South Lake Union location, the one I drove past earlier, it's your dollar off beer. Going to jump into chat right away here because I know we've already got over 150 people in here. I know it's going to be jumping. We've got the, the super chat here from the comic binge, Joey the Truth Decord. Nuff said, Joey continues right where he left off before the winter break, right? Comes in, has a fantastic game, save percentage over 950. What is that, 984 if I'm reading the Twins right from here? 984 save percentage for Joey Decor tonight. I mean, he is fantastic. He had another big-time save on a breakaway. Like I've been saying, he's automatic on those. I mean, Joey has done so much to just solidify and be that bedrock on the back end for the Kraken, especially a game like this where, you know what? First period, pretty sloppy, right? Like, this wasn't the greatest first period that the Kraken have ever played. Even parts into the second, right? Until about halfway through the second when the Kraken really picked it up. But Joey was there for them. He was making big-time saves, able to get stuff going. I mean, heck, even the one Flyers goal that was able to get past him, I wouldn't totally put on Joey Decord anyway. So Joey is playing fantastic, going to enter the Winter Classic with a ton of momentum. Really, really happy for him. As always, light with the Super Chat here. The Kraken came from behind, got a power play goal. Perfect on the PK and outshot one of the best Eastern teams. This was the kind of win we needed. Maddie didn't get a point with easily the best Kraken on the ice. Yes, I was singing his praises up and down the press bridge to anyone who would listen. This was Maddie Beniers' game. He was the Kraken MVP. His line had basically throughout the game 90% or more of the expected goals percentage while they were out there through the first period, through the early second period. His line, and really it was just Matty himself, was the only like positive, you know, pushing things forward that the Kraken really had. And I mean, he was just phenomenal. The difference between watching him, those games I watched over the Thanksgiving, you know, time period to now, now that the Kraken have changed how they're doing things, changed that offensive scheme a little bit, was just night and day. Watching, watching him have that poise, be able to control a game the way that he used to, you know, controlled zone entries, work around the offensive zone, circle behind the net, come back around, or enter the zone, controlled, button hook, find somebody. It was, you know, I've been I've been saying it from the last couple games, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, but being able to see it in person in Climate Pledge brought me right back to when I saw his first goal here um, so many years ago. Uh, now, God, that feels weird to say so many years ago, um, but it was, it was true. And it, it took me back to that moment. That was really special. But yes, Maddie Beniers was phenomenal in this one. I, I can't say enough about it. Chip with the super chat. I was so mad at Schultz this game and he managed to redeem himself. He's still on the ice with me. This was a really weird game. It was a weird game. It was one of those games where, to be fair, Flyers, they're a good team. They play a solid brand of hockey, but they're not the most skilled team in the world, right? They are beatable. And there was a lot of times through this one where I felt like, dang, this is another game where the Kraken deserve to win. They can win. I wouldn't say they deserve to win, but it's one that they can win, right? This is a winnable game. And the Kraken weren't playing like they were going to win it. And that was frustrating. But you know what? They turned it on in the second half of the second, continued that momentum through most of the third, weathered the storm at the end of the third, get it to overtime, and Justin Schultz, 
your boy, Chip, what can I say? Uh, was able to get it done. Beautiful play from him back in the lineup. You know, look, he, we, we know what happened the last time he was inserted in the lineup in that Kings game, a little bit rusty. I thought this time he wasn't rusty so much as he was playing ultra conservative, especially in the defensive zone. That pairing, you know, look, between him and Brian Dumoulin, he's the one who's supposed to be moving the puck, right, and, and making those outlet passes and getting the puck out of the zone. And he didn't do a great job of that early on in this game. But as it went on, he was able to kind of find a rhythm with that. And that was, I think, part of why the Kraken were able to turn that tide uh, it, halfway through the game. Seth with the super chat. In the immortal world, words of Will Ferrell were going streaking. Seriously, though, last minute, uh, this need cleaned up. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, RJ will definitely be in there with you with the with the with the quotes and all that good stuff. But yes, this is exactly what the Kraken, you know, wanted to have happen entering the Winter Classic. You want to be on a streak. You want to be hot. You want to have confidence. You want to be playing your best, some of your best hockey. And maybe this game wasn't some of their best hockey, but certainly as of late, they've been playing that way. And certainly Joey Decord has. And anytime you can walk into a game with that much confidence in your netminder, it's a good thing. Edward, Winter Classic not looking quite the Avatar. It was at the beginning of the month, dare I say, starting to look winnable. Go Kraken. Yeah, I, I think the game is winnable, right? I mean, the, you're playing fantastic. If you're going to get eight, you know, 984 save percentage from Joey Decord, you're going to win hockey games. You're going to get Matty Beneers looking like your best player out there, driving possession, his line out there, creating good scoring chances. You're going to win hockey games. Everything that the Kraken were able to do, you're going to get a contribution from from the back end, right? Both goals tonight scored by the blue line for the Kraken. Like those are all things that win you hockey games. And I think right now, going into the Winter Classic, you, you couldn't have asked for more from them. I think it was also nice that you know what they started off a little rough in this game, and they were able to figure things out, address what they needed to address move forward and walk away with two points. Cause I think that's also something that can be valuable a couple days from now. If say they start rough in the winter classic, right? You don't want to feel like that game gets away from you. And I think because tonight the game didn't get away from them, they can carry that forward with them as well. Sean, that's a great two points. Vince Dunn can do no wrong. Sign Maddie and Joey up to 10 year deals tonight. I know, right? Maddie, really kind of flipping the script from earlier on in the season, looking like he, you know, absolutely is going to be locked up long-term. Uh, Vince Dunn, you know, s similar stuff, right? He got the, the extension this offseason, doing all that kind of good work. And, yeah, the, the shot from the point, classic Vince Dunn on the power play, right? Like, like that's just what we've come to expect from him this year. It's been why he's been able to continue at the same pace that he was able to score last year because he is stepping up on the power play, and we're seeing that from him. So really happy about that. Coop, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why the Philly PK stopped pressing up top. They got a shorty from it, and then we scored when they stopped. Crazy decision. Don't question it. Accept it. Take it. And let's walk out of here with two points, right? Um, I Look, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that, that Philly did that kind of left me scratching my head. They weren't – I don't really know how to describe what kind of hockey game they were trying to put together other than they just don't have – those kinds of players capable of doing what, say, Maddie did tonight, right? Where they can just kind of take over a game, where they can just drive possession, where they can just really force the issue. I think part of it is, isn't so much that Philly stopped trying to do those things. It's also that the Kraken adjusted to those things. They got a little bit safer with how they were dealing with passes at the point, right? Let's maybe not try to go cross zone up at the blue line if the Flyers are going to have somebody there waiting to try to cherry pick that opportunity and take it back on Joey. And, and I think the Kraken should be, you know, they did a lot of dumping and chasing early on in this one, which also lends itself to that, right? Because if you have somebody go in deep into the zone, they're going to cycle it back around. It's going to come back to the point. Point's going to move it to the other point, man. Everybody knows that that's happening. When the Kraken started doing more controlled zone entries, it takes away that opportunity because now instead of doing your cross zone pass up high, you're doing it down low. You're trying to find a backdoor opportunity. You're trying to do it from the face-off dots instead, and you take away the threat of being able to turn it over at the point and let somebody walk in on you uh, going back the other way. So I, I don't know how much of it was really the Flyers stopped pressing so much as the Kraken just got wise to it and made an adjustment. Gary with the Super Chat, screaming, crying, throwing up. Berkey is back. Kraken end the calendar year with the win. That's Kraken hockey, baby. Yes, it is. Fantastic way to finish this year. Weird thing to say. Um, Kraken-wise, and yes, Berkey, Andre Burakovsky, I ought to talk about him. 
little over the all over the lineup tonight, but settled in there. Uh, started playing really well out there for the three on three overtime. You could tell he was starting to feel it more and more as this game went on. He was starting to find his game more and more, and I think Dave Haxtell recognized that and wanted to be able to to get him out there and, and get him doing more things. And then Sergeant Pickles here with the super chats. NHL 500, we are officially streaking to T-Mobile. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. It feels so great. So, so great, Sergeant Pickles. Let me tell you. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you all so much for the Super Chats. Let me jump over into the chat here. And again, bear with me because there's about 100 comments I'm going to have to get through right now. Um, Cody's kicking it off, though, with, with just Schultz. Exclamation point, right? And how could you not after that overtime game winner? Fantastic play. Fantastic play from all the Kraken players on the ice for that one, right? That isn't a goal that just happens in a vacuum, but certainly Justin Schultz, right? Putting himself in the right place, right time. That's that's the way you got to do it. Cody, four in a row, baby. Definitely. I mean, love all of that for the Kraken. This makes, what, eight on the point streak? Eight games in a row for that. So, yeah, they're, they're just on fire right now. If only the rest of the NHL and the Western Conference could cool off a little and let this, you know, Help the Kraken uh, move up the standings a little bit more than it's doing. Brian, that was gutty, great, and gorgeous. Love the descriptive words there, Brian. Definitely, definitely. D, an overtime win for once. Thank goodness. Great game from Dunn, I thought. And Joey continues to be stellar. That crazy save near the beginning of the first. Love to see it. Again, can't sing the praises of Joey Decord enough, especially after a game like this. He is just... I mean, he is hotter than any other goaltender in the National Hockey League right now. I mean, they were putting up save percentage and goals against. He leads over everybody's last seven starts going into this game. He led the league in save percentage and goals against average. And he lowered his goals against average in this one and raised his save percentage, right? He's extending his lead somehow. He was already the best, and he's somehow making it even more so. Um, Joey Decord is just playing fantastic. No way about it. Edward Kraken holiday dance party. Oh, I like the sound of that. I guess it was good that I started off uh, the stream while the, the music was still playing in here and everybody was still dancing their way out of Climate Pledge Arena. <laughs> uh, Yorkstrand game-winning assist in his 500th game from AL. Yes, Yorkstrand, look, he looks fantastic all the time. I love the playmaking that he's been bringing this year, right? I mean, obviously the additional scoring that he's providing after last year when he started off the season kind of struggling in that regard has been big. But the playmaking that he's shown this year at, in a, ver- a variety of situations, just love it, right? And you look at that final play, and that's another great example of it. Definitely, definitely love me some Oliver Bjorkstrand this year. And congrats to him on Game 500. It's a heck of an accomplishment. Um, <laughs> just lots of love for Joey. Love to see that. Love to be able to be in the building here for the Joey, Joey, Joey chance. Instead of hearing small pockets on the road, being able to hear all 70,000 people in here shouting Joey's name was was really, really fantastic. Let me tell you, Rock Todd, Joey should be our all-star representative. Look, if he continues to play this way through the month of January, it's entirely possible that that's something that, you know, is going to happen, right? He's playing fantastic right now. I, I, You're not going to get any arguments from me on that one. I think that that's definitely something we could see, and I, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with that. And that's well. Oh, that's going to be an interesting conversation as we get closer to the All Star Game too. Edward Bjorky's back. Sorry if this is old news. I missed the last two games. I was going to say. I was wondering where you were. Hope, hoping everything was good. Uh, yeah, Bjorky is so back. So so back. Uh, Byron Vince Dunn for better and worse cannot be stopped. Look, I thought Vince Dunn did a great job of staying disciplined in this game. This is a Flyers team that wants to get under your skin, and I thought Vince Dunn did a good job of making his presence known without crossing the line. Right, This is something we've talked about with Vince Dunn in the past. He struggled with in the past. I thought he did a really, really good job tonight. You know, There was that play where I believe it was Ristolainen goes after Jordan Everly, and it was like a <laughs> don't be doing that kind of play. And Vince Dunn stepped in, but he didn't go after him. Right, He didn't take an instigator penalty. He didn't do anything like that. He, but he made sure that he was there to stand up for his, his teammate. And I really like that about it about his game tonight, in addition to the, the wonderful power play goal, of course. Um, so love to see that. Lindsay, I'll see. I see what you did there. You all at the Winter Classic. So, so stoked. I got tickets for Christmas. Going to be insane with 47,000 fans there. Now I just need another Kraken win. 
Super happy you get to go, Lindsay. I've been hearing from everybody who gets to go. I'm so excited for everyone. So excited for the city. So excited to be there and go and check it out. I had multiple delayed flights today. I wasn't able to get in and get into T-Mobile Park before everything this evening. So I'm super stoked to get over there tomorrow and see it in person as it's all coming together. And I certainly can't wait to see it filled with 47,000 Kraken fans as the NHL announced today that it is sold out. Oh, it's going to be a sight to behold. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. Rebecca, imagine just having excellent goaltending every night. We're living the dream. We are. This is what every hockey fan dreams of, is having goaltenders playing as well as Joey Decord and Chris Drieger, right, the other night, right? That, that you can't ask for more as a hockey fan than what the Kraken goaltenders are playing like right now. It's absolutely stellar, for sure. Greg, the boys are overcoming a ton of adversity, and let's give credit to Hack and Crew for pushing the right buttons. Agreed, right? Making the lineup changes with Bjorkstrand coming back in, bringing in Justin Schultz for this game mid-game making the lineup adjustments with Burakovsky. Like, uh, that's who I met the first time. I think I said Bjorkstrand. <laughs> I met Andre Burakovsky coming back into the lineup. Uh, and, and, you know, bumping him up to the second line from the fourth line halfway through this game. I, he made all the right moves. And then, like I said earlier, the adjustments that you made on the power play, stopped giving up all the breakaway opportunities and the odd man rushes that you were giving up earlier in the game. You were able to control things a little bit more, able to get a goal off the power play. Hexall and crew, you know, they they definitely got it done tonight. They definitely got it done tonight. Ayers, great win tonight by the Kraken. Let's carry it into the stadium series, too. You made the Winter Classic the biggest event of the season. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christian Dillon holding it down from the arena. Oh, and I'm so happy to be in here, too. Oh, it is absolutely gorgeous, let me tell you. Just seeing all the big Kraken win graphics right now. Watching the Flyers logo sink to down to the depths. Certainly a... a brings you know a, a little a, a little grateful tear to my former penguins fan uh <laughs> in me here uh Habak, i love this team i love them so much tnt has to talk about our winning streak oh there's no way there's no way they don't bring it up now that's going to be one of the big big stories of the winter classic is the fact that the kraken are going in on this eight game point streak four game win streak all that stuff because it's it's legit it's real it's for real and um oh i love that Love it, love it, love it. As he's putting out four wins in a row, eight points in a row, the Kraken are back, definitely. Oh, love all the dancing emojis as well. Uh, Dylan doesn't go to losing games. That's right, I don't. I'll, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Rebecca, Dylan needs his vitamins tonight. It's definitely lemon-lime Gatorade time. If only I had one, Rebecca. I know, because I do. I've been dehydrated all day from all the travel. I absolutely do. Unfortunately, because of all the delays and everything, I was not able to, to, to get a hold of one that I could sneak into the arena and enjoy right now in post-game with everybody. Apologies, apologies there. Got a couple more Super Chats here. Apologies for not getting to those as well. DJ Singleton, only one goal given up by the team today. Really proud of Joey and the defense, Schultz included. He, I mean, he should be included given he got that game winner, right? That's what we need um, from, from, from him. That's the big thing to talk about. But yes team played fantastic everybody all the way around right was, was fantastic and even the goal they give up is you know partially just a bad bounce right happens to bounce right out at Vince Dunn as Vince Dunn's you know coming in with a bunch of momentum into the crease bounces off him and it just the, the way it goes Schultz starting 2024 off at NHL 500 I'll take it I will take it to Schultz oh it's a big one big one I mean, that is, that is, it's, it's really a testament to the Kraken and, and what they've been able to do here, that they've been able to get back up to that mark um, after things were looking just so rough, so rough just a couple of weeks ago. Really, really proud of them. Really, really proud of them. DJ Singletone. Also, Joey for Vesna. Look, if Joe, Joey Decord continues to play like this, continues to hold down the fort, continues to be the Kraken number one, lead you, lead you back into the wild card race, lead you to a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. That'll happen for sure. Uh, just saying, those are the kinds of things that, you know, everybody wants to see, especially if he's going to lead the league in save percentage goals against average. That, that certainly is going to help his case as well. And then Gregory with the lemon lime Gatorade time. Bay Bay. Schultz with the game-winning goal. Four in a row, the drive for five against Vegas at the Winter Classic. I'll be there. Hashtag can't wait. Super stoked you're going to be in the building. Gregory, again, apologies. I don't have the 11-line Gatorade. No! 
I will try to get some later, and I'm certainly going to make sure I have some for the Winter Classic because that's got to be a thing that happens, right? I got to be able to chug that at the Winter Classic. Definitely, 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 man, bring on the Winter Classic W for sure. Tammy Dillon, I don't always go to Kraken games, but when I do, they win. Oh, definitely. That's that's the way to do it. Brandon Dillon, how are your croutons? Yes. Did everybody enjoy my plate of carbs before this one? Uh, RJ put out on, on uh, Twitter. You know what? Croutons were really good. I, it was perfect. I got a sourdough, the heel off a loaf of sourdough. One of my favorite things in the world. Oh, big, big carbs guy over here. Absolutely love that media meal. Let me tell you, just rice, croutons, and bread. It doesn't get better than that, other than if I had lemon lime Gatorade to wash it all down. And I did get chicken tendies uh, mid-game uh, as well, so that was great. Got some protein in there. I <laughs> needed that after traveling. Um, Stratic Riker dropping back down the prospect rankings. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. No, he's been playing fantastic. No way that's happening anymore, for sure. Fusion mix. There are a few things I love more than when heavily criticized defensemen get game-winning goals. Schultz is a better defenseman than he's shown this year, and I'm happy for him. I agree with you, and I am happy for him as well, Fusion mix. It's been a rough season for, for Justin Schultz, right? Um, we know that. He's had the ups and downs. We know what happened, like the last game he got into, all that kind of stuff. Really, really happy for him to be able to, to pull off the game-winning goal tonight. That's just, it's just nice to see. Absolutely love to see that. Um, Edward, as much as some bemoan the loser point, on the flip side, an overtime winner is quite a thriller, possibly hockey's answer to the walk-off home run. Because it is, right? Like, the game ends right there and then. It, it's over. The game was over, right? He scores. The entire team runs off the bench. They go. They hug him just like when, uh, when you know, someone hits a walk-off and they, they walk. They, they go circle the bags and they come back around the home plate and their whole team's there and they all jump on them and throw water on them, all that stuff. The same exact thing. And then they all just skate off into the locker room. It's, it's the exact same thing, and there's few things better than being in the building for it. Let me tell you, this is the first time in a long time that I've been in the building for something like that. Really, really love to see that. Kraken Spectacor, who knew Schultz was our secret overtime weapon? I didn't. I didn't, but after tonight, I'm 1,000% there with you. He absolutely is. Absolutely is. Oh, he was playing fantastic right now. Jay, uh, and thank you for the super chat, by the way. Jay, don't forget to throw the guys a like. Appreciate that as always, Jay. Um, Jake, 750 in our last 10. I assume you're talking about our points percentage, which is crazy, crazy. That's, I mean, coming off the eight-game losing streak, right? Like where you picked up two points in those eight games. To, to be basically on the flip side of that is just outstanding. So, so proud of this team. So proud of this team. Uh, let's see. Beneath the pond, thank you to the Kraken for making getting up at 3 a.m. worth it. What a thrilling game. Extremely excited for the Winter Classic now, especially at, as it's at a UK-friendly time. Yes. Oh, man. That is definitely true. Happy for all of all of the Kraken fans in Europe and around the world that are going to be able to, to watch that game in a more friendly uh, time zone. Uh, that's That's got to be a big deal got to be a big deal for, for all of you. And I'm, I'm glad the NHL is doing that. Sam, worth noting that Philly's on the second half of a back-to-back. Kraken adjusted well as the game went on, and Philly being fatigued could also contribute to that. I certainly do think that that always contributes whenever any team has to play on a back-to-back. It's rough, right? Like, that's not something that the body wants to do, uh, no matter how professional you are, how well-conditioned you are. It's just a lot. Um, but yes, I, I still think it was a good adjustments from the crack and they were able to do what they needed to do to stay in the game, allow those adjustments to take place and then finish. <laughs> Go figure. Um, let's see, Lindsay, I still can't fathom a sold out 47,000 fans at T-Mobile Park watching hockey with me. Chills. Monday is going to be unreal. It's going to be so unreal. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Uh, Brooke, I wore my Borgen Winter Classic jersey to the game and met his mom. I also stood next to Grubauer for about 15 seconds, and he seems so much smaller without the goalie gear on. Yeah, they, they definitely tend to do that. It's, it's always like a trip watching them walk into the locker room, and then you go in to talk to them, and then the gear has come off. They're out of the skates, and it's all like they've all shrunken down. Um, it's definitely one of those things. But that's awesome. Wore the, wore the Borgen jersey and got to meet his mom. I'm sure she loved that. That's got to be really, really cool. Uh, for her just to you know see people wearing your son's jersey like that that's got to be such a trip such a trip i'm sure a very very proud mama that is for sure oh love it love it love it 
Uh, Jay, I just thought of something. Joey's going to have more sun to deal with than the Vegas goalie on Monday. Oh, is that because of the orientation of the rink? Is that is that what's going on here? Hmm, interesting. I'm going to have to take a look at that tomorrow and, and report back. That would be interesting if they gave the home goaltender kind of a, a more to deal with when it comes to that. <laughs> interesting. Uh, Super Chat here from Light. Can we talk about how we are 6-0-2 since the Larson shirt appeared, Lol? I Absolutely. Talk about the ultimate slump buster, right? And, you know, legends are always made of, of, of slump busters, whatever they are, whether it was a moment a particular thing that somebody did, a prank someone pulled, whatever it may be. But those Adam Larson shirts, I, that is absolutely something. And I will tell you, the team, you know, they, they wore them a bunch, right, when they were still here and they and they get out of the losing streak, they start going. They took them on the road. I was seeing them on the road. I saw them in L.A. Jamie Lektiak was wearing his. In Anaheim, I saw guys wearing it. They really, really embraced that, wearing them again tonight. You're absolutely right, Light. Like, this is beyond coincidence at, at this point. This is, you know, there's causation there. There's causation there with those Adam Larson shirts and the Kraken winning hockey game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of skip down to some more recent stuff in chat. If I skip anything that you want read, of course, please put it back in uh, a little bit further down. Uh, we're, we are all good. Uh, D. Mears, I was so happy to see Burakovsky back, but also legit afraid the line shuffle would disrupt the chemistry they were building, but it worked out. No, I think Dave Haxball knows knows what he's doing. He, he knew what he was doing as far as getting this, and um, yeah, no, it's 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 good stuff, and I'm, I'm really happy that Berkey was able to get in, get a tune-up game before the Winter Classic. I'm really, really curious now what the Winter Classic lineup's going to be. Especially, you know, Schultz, Riker, Evans. Like, I don't know, right? Like, things are going to be really interesting here. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to see what uh, what comes next. B, doesn't Riker already play on his offside when he's paired with Dumo? He kind uh, can do either, right? So pairing him with Schultz shouldn't be a problem on that front. Correct. You'd be putting him on his, on his normal side, side he's used to playing on, um, if you were to do that with, um, with him and Schultz out there together. Uh, Dumoulin's really turned it around. Like I know he had his struggles earlier in the season. When I watch him now, there's a lot of stuff that I like about him. I still think he kind of strays a little far from the crease for me personally when they're in the defensive zone for longer periods of time. But you know what? I I think his his play has been pretty solid. Um, like I said, I'm I'm really really intrigued to see what kind of lines we see during the practice on the 31st and then in the lead up to the game, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. Uh, by Kyle, uh, Kylie, wouldn't it have been nice if Vegas hadn't broken their four game losing streak last night, then they'd be going to the winter classic on a five game losing streak while we're coming in on a four game winning streak. Ha! Yes. I mean, we talked about this last time, right? Like everybody was a little worried that if, if Vegas comes in totally on a losing streak, like, they're going to be mad. They're going to be highly motivated. And they're going to want to really come in and, and squash their losing streak while squashing the Kraken in this big event in front of the, the world and all of that. So I think there is something to, look, they got it out of the way. They won their game. Now they can lose this next one, right? They can continue an overall downturn without us having to worry about that little spike that's always in there, right? Like nobody just does straight lines up or down. Although I guess the Kraken are right now. They're just to the moon. Um, but, you know, you, you never want to be that one win on the spike on that overall downturn. And I think them getting that win uh, was able to get it done for them. Uh, Chip, Big Cat took quite a puck hit. Glad he's still looking good because he's played every game in team history. Absolutely, right? Like, that would be the nightmare scenario. would be that he, he somehow misses the Winter Classic as his first game out. Uh, but, yes, he, he took that. He, he wasn't on the bench for a little while. Had us all very, very concerned. Came back out. Looked, you know, he was the Big Cat. He did everything that he's that he does that makes him great. Absolutely love that. Greg Inspector Dunn kept his cool. Flyers were trying to provoke hard. Absolutely, they were, and he did keep his cool. Did a very good job. Like I said, very proud of him. Loved that power play goal from him too. So many good things to be said about Vince Dunn in this one. You know what's cooler than a four-game win streak? A five-game win streak in front of a national audience. That is pretty cool, Lindsay. It's also a lot cooler up here in Seattle than it is in Southern California, let me tell you. Uh, so I would be down with that. It would certainly be on brand with what the weather that I've been feeling has been. Um, beating Vegas on the big stage would make me so happy from Tammy. I, 
it makes us all so happy. Not to not to like you know say that 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 isn't true. I know it would make you happy, Tammy, but like it would be unreal, just absolutely unreal. I I just can't wait for that day so much now, especially after this game, the way it ended, the way the Kraken you know struggled at the beginning, came back, got things going. I just can't wait for it. Oh, I haven't even been in the building. I haven't even got to see it all. Oh, it hasn't even like become real for me yet. And I, I just can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Uh, Schultz, Winter Classic starts at 7 a.m. in Sydney, Australia. Bacon and eggs and crack and hockey. Oh, that sounds like a great way to start your day. As someone who's always been a West Coast NFL fan, I can say I like being able to wake up, right? Kind of do a, a little bit of a brunch and, and kick off things at 10 o'clock in the morning. Seven, you know. It's a little early. You're going to have to get up for that, especially because it's on New Year's, right? Or I guess it would be on the 2nd for you guys, so you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, any anything lingering from the night before, I'll say. Uh, also, by the way, for, uh, for you in Australia, we there was a large contingent of hockey fans from Melbourne here tonight. We RJ and I were able to meet them as a big group as they were coming into the arena tonight. It was really, really cool to see them all here. They all went to the preseason games that uh, the Kings and the, the Coyotes and stuff played in Australia. They were super excited to get in here, see some NHL hockey, catch a game in Seattle. It was a fantastic group, absolutely lovely people. Loved to meet them, loved, loved to see it, absolutely. It was really, really cool. So just you know, letting you know, there was some Australia representing in the building tonight here at Climate Pledge Arena. Has it been long enough to say Maddie has taken his game to the next level from Ryan? I don't know that I'd say he's taken it to the next level. I would say he's kind of just found his game again. He's kind of returned to his game is what I would probably say because this is the Maddie that I remember watching at Michigan. This is the Maddie that I remember, you know, through large chunks of last season for that first 10 games that he came in where he, like I said, he's a controlled entry guy, right? He's going to come in, he's going to button hook and find somebody to kick off the play. Or if the play's already going, he's going to collect the puck. He's going to circle the zone. He's going to survey things, find an open man, find the play that can be made. And then he's going to make the play. And I've always really, really enjoyed that about him. And I always thought that that's what really made him special. And um, to be able to see that from him again, I, I think is just a, a, a big deal. It's been a big deal. Rayanne, thank you so much for the super sticker there. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, apologies for, for being a, a tad bit a little late there on that. Really, really love that. Um, Tammy, it's supposed to be clear for the Winter Classic. It is. It is. Just keep keep thinking that. Then hopefully not talk about it too much. <laughs> I don't want anything to happen. Um, Edward, which track and player would most likely to do baseball inspired? inspired Selly, if they score at the Winter Classic? That's a good question. I'm wondering who has a baseball background. It's not uncommon for a lot of these guys to have multi-sport backgrounds, whether it's certainly with the hockey players up in Canada, whether it's lacrosse right over summer or baseball over summer. That's a good one. I don't know why, but the person who comes to mind the most for me, who and maybe this is because he's a little bit more of a veteran player on the roster, and you know these days a lot of the younger guys coming through, they play hockey year-round. This is something I remember hearing at conferences in the early 20-teens, 2010s, um, people being a little concerned that hockey was becoming a year-round thing for kids and they weren't getting to experience those other sports and learning those other skills and being able to add them to their game in hockey. Um, so the player that comes to mind for me is Jordan Everly. Now, I don't know that he's ever played baseball in his entire life, but just based on how I feel and, and the, the initial vibe I get, I could see Jordan, I believe, maybe being that guy for the for the Seattle Kraken. I don't know. Let me know, everybody, what you think and who you think it would be. Oh, love it. Berkey definitely needed the tune-up, as did Schultz. Some bobbles early in the game, but by the end, both seemed to have the rust kicked off from Striatic there. I agree with that. And I think that, that you know, they, they did the they did what they needed to do by getting in this game getting comfortable. Like I said, they were expanding upon their game, looking more and more like themselves as the game went on. That's got to be just huge for a professional athlete to be able to do that and have that happen. All right. Uh, we've got RJ here. Let me add in RJ. RJ, how's it going? I got to imagine that those locker rooms were pretty great. Yeah, it was a pretty fun time. Sorry I took so long, Dylan, but uh, everyone was having a good time in the locker room. Before we even went in there, as we were kind of waiting for everything to clear out, as we do, uh, Build Me Up Buttercup was just blasting 
in the Kraken locker room after this game, which just set the tone for everything, really. They played that in Los Angeles when they won as well. So I don't know who gets in charge, like who, who gets control of the music and throws that on as one of the victory songs, but hats off to them. Yeah, whoever had the aux cord, good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, the mood predictably was was pretty great in the locker room. I mean, especially with Justin Schultz scoring the OT winner, how huge of a goal that was. He was actually probably the most subdued of all the guys, but you could tell everyone was super happy for him. And, and Dave Haxel even said, that tells you a lot about this group, is just look how happy everyone is for Justin Schultz, being out of the lineup, coming in and scoring that big goal. I mean, they're, they're just such a tight-knit team. Of course, my favorite media availability, and he's, he's always one of the best if you get him, Joey Decord. Um, there were a few great things with that. I mean, first of all, his, his leap into that pile, right. And the celebration, he said, oh yeah, I always do that. Like I was fired up. I love to win. You know, um, Dylan, did you see his fish eat also? I did not know. I was trying to gra- gather everything and get up to where I'm doing this. Now. Okay. So hopefully the broadcast showed it because I, I missed it, but he slowly skated up to the glass, like very slowly took it with two hands and just gently tossed it over to make sure it got over. Now, if you remember on his first ever fish eat, he just flung it as hard as he could, stayed in his hand and went right back down onto the ice. So he said, I was just trying to be as careful with it as possible to make sure he didn't mess it up. He said he actually practiced it in the tunnel beforehand. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, and look, he should, because the way he's playing right now, RJ, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to eat some fish. First star of the game tonight for the Seattle Kraken, for the game itself. Um, and he, he absolutely deserved it. I mean, he's, he's the hottest goaltender in the NHL right now, RJ, and he, and he somehow bettered his numbers tonight. Yeah, he did. I mean, I think it's Joey's absolutely playing his part. He is rock solid, but it's a part of the larger system the Kraken are playing now. I mean, this is a theme over the last several games. And Vince Dunn kind of hinted at this a little bit, too. He said, you know, we've kind of given up some of the individual things and we're really playing together as a team and playing the way we need to play. Hackstall said, you know, it's been a lot more about plays like the shot block by Adam Larson that he highlighted, as opposed to the offensive plays generating a lot of offense. Um, you know, it seems like Hackstall's really embracing that style of game that's getting results for the guys. Definitely. Now, you've been around the team a little bit longer than I have here recently, RJ, as I've only been in town for about a quarter of a day. Um, everybody's wondering, especially now after that overtime game winner from Justin Schultz, get Berkey back into the lineup tonight. Do you have any inclination, anything at all, about what we might see from the Kraken when it comes time for the Winter Classic lineup-wise? No, I mean, of course, you know Dave Axtell's not going to hint at anything. I mean, he did comment on Berkey's play a little bit, of course, and he had some ups and some downs. And I think he gave him a, you know, a lot of leeway in this one. He pointed out, he said, yeah, he was rusty at the beginning, as you'd expect. And he had a really nice play in the first period where he generated a good offensive chance and he, he was dangerous. He was buzzing there. And then he just turned it over and led to a breakaway the other way. And Haxtell was kind of chuckling as he said it, right? Um, you know, obviously not being too hard on a guy who just come back from missing a lot of time. So I don't think he's too worried about how Burakovsky played. I imagine he would stay in the lineup. Um, and then, you know, as far as other lineup decisions, like, you know, maybe the Schultz-Riker-Evans thing, he did comment on that a little bit. And, and he said, you know, we always try and do what we feel is best for the team and not just in the short term but he said we are looking at the long-term development for some of our players acknowledging they do take that into account it's not that he's just trying to get everyone in you know he just thinks this is the best plan for Riker Evans long term okay so there you go everybody stay tuned I mean we'll let you know as things happen obviously we'll be there for the practices on the 31st and we will give as much information as we can ahead of that game one of the questions that um, I'm just seeing everybody's responses to here, RJ, was who's the most likely to do a baseball-style celebration at the Winter Classic, RJ? Got Rebecca saying Gru is the biggest baseball fan, I think. Christian saying Maddie has a baseball background, but don't ask Donato about it, lol. Um, and uh, let's see, got absurdly saying Tanev's gone to multiple Mariners games, and there's a childhood pick of him wearing a Mariners cap. If he scores a goal gotta be him oh, that's a good one there rj brandon Tanev. yeah i would say Tanev is probably the most likely 
to do a baseball celebration, actually do the celebration, right? Yeah. Uh, to, you know, wind up and try it. Because he has some crazy celebration. That, you know, he blew a kiss to the crowd in Colorado. You know, yeah. he'll do all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff. Although Joey did mention after the game, though, that he is a big baseball fan. He grew up a big Boston Red Sox fan. He's kind of uh, adopted the Mariners as his own as well. So, I mean, he's got the baseball cards on his mask. So I'd say Joey might be a close second. Oh, that's an interesting one. He's and like, you don't have to have a goal necessarily. A goalie yeah. celebration be after a win or whatever it is. It'd be wild. That's what it takes to get the goalie goal from Joey Decord. Is he just he wanted to go out there and give a baseball celebration? <laughs> Got to make yep. it happen. <laughs> oh man, love that. RJ the Kraken. They've won four in a row now. The point streaks up to eight games for them. They've just done a complete 180 from where they were just a few short weeks ago. And it shows no sign of slowing down, right? We talked about Joey Decord and he's playing well. Maddie and and his line have just changed things completely, right? Bringing in Tomas Tatar, having him join them. Already, Maddie was starting to look better. I thought tonight he played a fantastic game. I thought it was very telling that they were able to, in this one, you know, not look the greatest through the first period, right? Lots of his passes weren't really able to enter the zone, weren't able to clear out of their own zone much, if at all. And and they were able to overcome that. They were able to make adjustments. I talked a lot about the adjustments that they made to stop all the Flyers' breakaways and, and odd man rush opportunities as they just kind of adjusted to how what they were doing in the offensive zone to take away those, you know, cross-zone passes up at the point. How big is it that they're able to, especially before the Winter Classic, have a game like this where you don't start off strong, but you don't let the game get away from you. You make adjustments and you come back and you win it. You know, that was actually the premise of a question to Dave Haxtell, and he kind of pushed back on it a little bit too, as far as the bad start. Every time. <laughs> I know, I know. Because, well, you know, he can get away with it because they won, but still, you know, he was, he was saying, he's like, I don't even think we, you know, started that poorly. So if you look at like, a couple of our best offensive chances in the game, came in the first period you know he liked some of the looks they were generating there um but you know he didn't he didn't really feed into that uh, question but i do think it is huge for the kraken because look it was a sloppy first period whether Haxtell wants to admit it or not it was a sloppy first period but they made the necessary adjustments they tightened up and you know playing the style that they do and with joey decord playing as well as he is you have time to find your feet in a game like this i mean you look at the kraken when they weren't doing well and a lot of the problem was they'd go down Two nothing, yeah. three nothing before they really got a chance to get in the game. And when you're playing like this, you know, you have a chance to find your feet, to find your game, to be opportunistic. And um, you never want to chase a game. Maxdahl was talking about that too. He said, you know, that's a really tough play on a on a power play where now we have to chase a game against a good team like this. But you wait for your opportunities, you take advantage on the power play and, and you just kind of have that system. Yep. Uh you mentioned Matty Beneers. Got this one here from Ryan. Has it been long enough? Uh, a long enough stretch to say Maddie's taken his game to the next level. I think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I well, to, I mean, he's gotten back to the level I think he was. What I to said. the next level from where he was earlier. I think. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. Certainly, I don't think he'll go back to what he was at the start of the season. We know, we know the player that Maddie Beniers actually is. He is much more like the player he's been over the last few games than what he was prior this season. Like, we know yeah. he's this good. I think he's gotten to that. Next level from Calder season? Maybe not yet, but there's a whole lot of season to build on. Oh, definitely. Uh, Jay, here you go, RJ. You've been called out. RJ calling Joey goalie goal. So <laughs> better yeah. go tell Joey he's got to make it happen for you. Hey, I, he knows. If he gets the chance, he's going to do it. I'm telling you, he knows. Yes, definitely. Um, Riley here, because there's been tons of talk about, you know, the decision to have Justin Schultz back into this game. What does that mean as far as the Winter Classic, especially after Schultz scores the overtime game winner? What does that mean for Riker? Conversations around, you know, is this another instance of maybe some of what the Flyers fans always kind of complained about with Dave Haxtell when it came to favoring bets over over the kids? Um, I, I know there's a lot of conversations on here, RJ. I, there's not much that we're going to be able to say. That being said, it's going to be hard to take out somebody who just won you a game, right, in walk-off fashion. Right. I think Justin Schultz may have just earned a ticket to the Winter Classic, uh, actually playing in the game with this goal. I don't know how you take him out of the lineup after that. I, I was looking at the stats, too, at least after the second period. The Dumoulin Schultz line was doing fine. I mean, that deep pairing, they were they were doing pretty well. So um, good to see that. I think you do have to kind of go with what's working, certainly after Schultz you know, has that statement kind of play and how much the guys rallied behind him as well. 
after the game, you could really see the excitement from everyone. So sorry, Riker, that might mean he's out of the lineup for the Winter Classic. But of course, we'll we'll keep tabs on that over the next couple of days. I was going to say, it's it's certainly hard to, to not think that, especially having been in the building for it, right? Like the energy, it's still it's still here. Like the, the ghosts of that celebration are right there in front of me. You know, yeah, right I think I see them. You. Actually, I can I can see you, Dylan. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, Riley here on the Riker front. All our defense are suspect besides Dunn and Larson. At least Borgen brings inten- intensity and Alexiak with the shot blocks. Dumoulin can't handle a puck and Schultz was a fluke. I don't know that I'd go that far. I, I pushed back a little bit earlier on, RJ, on some of the stuff with, with Brian Dumoulin. I really think he's turned his game around this this season. Is he like out there? Like, Does he look like a Norris Trophy winner? No, but... He doesn't look, you know, kind of out of it the way he kind of did at the beginning of the year. I think he's found a role and found a purpose in playing with Riker Evans. You know, yeah. being that veteran defenseman who's going to try and make the right plays, the smart plays, and really set up his partner to succeed. Uh, I think that's just a role that seems to be meant for him at this stage in his career. And, you know, maybe it looks a little bit off with the Justin Schultz, even though he plays a similar style of game. To Evans, you know, you got two vets back there. You know, maybe it's a different dynamic. Yeah, I, I think what, how you started that off was beautiful. Um, really, really good phrasing on that one. Uh, Jessica here in, in chat and uh, just had met on the bus now, just had met two of the fans from Australia, RJ. I was talking about this oh, earlier. Oh, cool. The Schultz. Uh, apparently, they got a Vince Dunn uh, stick, so that's awesome. Nice. They're missing, they're missing the Winter Classic, though, because they didn't know it was, quote, a big deal. So, oh no, that's a little unfortunate. That's all right though. They'll be able to kick off their morning if they're going back to Australia with it. RJ, we were talking about uh, the fans over in the UK are happy with the start time. Fans in Australia seem happy with the start time early in the morning there. Uh, I've, I'm really happy that everybody, all the Kraken fans are going to be able to watch this one, RJ. Yeah, good unintentional way to kind of grow the game globally. I mean, I'm sure that's not the reason the game's at noon, of course, you know, yeah. being on the West Coast, but still it's, it's good for them. And it was just so cool to see such a large group from Australia that's so into hockey. I mean, just there's hockey fans all over the world. As we've discovered from doing this, I mean, there's ECH community members all over the world. Uh, it's just great to see. It was definitely really, really cool. Great way to start off the evening, that's for sure. Riley, Riker will be as dynamic as done and already shows glimpses of it. What he brings over all or most of our defensemen is getting the puck up the ice tape to tape for transitions. And that was a big struggle for the Kraken, RJ, in this one. Whether it was the defensemen or the forwards, was they just were not able to get the puck out of the zone clean in any way, right? They could maybe clear it out of the zone, but it was always just right back to Philadelphia and just allowing them to walk right back into the zone, keep that sustained pressure on. Thankfully, you know, Joey is playing as well as he is because that whole thing could have gotten pretty ugly early on. Yeah, and it was as simple as just not being able to make a pass tape to tape, which you know these guys can do. They're NHL players. I think one thing that might have been a factor, they just hadn't played a game in this building for a long time. I mean, they had been gone since kind of like mid-December and it's their first home game back. And it does have a little bit of a different feel, I think, you know, building to building, just kind of getting their bearings, right? Um, So I think that had something to do with it, especially because they got better at it late in the game. You know, Jamie Alexiak tried a couple aerial flips that that didn't quite connect, uh, but, you know, they eventually dialed it in. That they did, that they did. And I I think there might be something to that, like you said. And, And like I said earlier, I think it's huge that they were able to overcome it without, you know, letting the game go right without it becoming too big of a problem an insurmountable hill that they were going to need to climb i I still i just keep coming back to that because i just i I think that that's really impressive for them and it's really something that could be useful in the winter classic against a team like vegas that's very very good at seizing momentum right and if you can go in with the confidence of hey even if they get an early one we can come back we can make the adjustments and get something i think that's going to be a really really big deal for them um as well also, it is kind of strange, RJ, too, because on this win streak that they've had up until this game, one of the things that you could take for granted from them was maybe not always the controlled zone entries offensively, but certainly controlled zone exits defensively. And to see that disappear from the Kraken's game in that first period and even into the beginning of the second period, it shows you how important that really is, right? Like that is a fundamental core piece of the Kraken identity when they win a hockey game. And, and boy, when it's not there, things start looking ugly quick. Yeah, and usually it goes off the rails very quickly in games like that, where we're used to seeing them go down by multiple goals early. Um, but being able to keep things on the rails when, when you're maybe not as sharp, 
I think that might be kind of a new ability this team is starting to unlock with this style of play. Definitely. Brandon, love hearing about all the international Kraken fans. Oh, for sure. It's one of the coolest parts of this whole ECH community. Lindsay, if that Anaheim reporter can ask Zegras for a Michigan goal and he does it the next game, I think RJ can ask Joey for a goalie goal. You got this. <laughs> yeah, I should have mentioned it afterwards because we were chatting for a bit. I'm showing him the was... video of his leap into the pile and he enjoyed watching <laughs> yeah. that. That was on game day, that, that Zegras thing. So you still time. You just got to remember to okay. do it. Okay, okay. Gotta get Got it. Ready. Morning skate practice or, or morning skate? We will have opportunities, I think. Uh, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, with Dunn and Schultz scoring, only the Kraken defense got goals tonight from Zoe. Is that something that concerns you, RJ? It doesn't for me, given how well, say, the Maddie Beneers line played tonight, given the opportunities that we saw from guys like Bjorkstrand and Tolvanen even had, had a really great A chance tonight. Yeah, it doesn't concern me. And especially given the way the team's playing right now, it's not going to be about production and those kind of numbers. I think a lot of those numbers kind of go out the window in this stretch as far as just counting stats, scoring, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that Vince Dunn, that's what he was kind of alluding to earlier, where like the numbers aren't necessarily going to be there for everybody, but it's about the team-based game that they're playing. And so I'm not worried in the slightest. Yeah, and I also thought that the, um, the Wenberg line was able to get some stuff going at times as well and, and look dynamic and look dangerous. In, in some ways, you know, Maddie and his line were playing pretty consistently throughout this game. In some ways, once that Wenberg line got going about halfway through the second period, that's when then everything kind of changed and shifted momentum in the Kraken's favor. So um, just, you know, just going to throw that out there. And I well. like seeing Burakovsky mixing it in on that line as well. It seemed to kind of give the guys, maybe even the other guys on the line, a little bit of control. Yeah, I, it, it didn't do as well um, statistically. <laughs> when okay. I was checking Money Puck, it wasn't great. It was like 26%, so really not great. Um, that being said, you know we know the best Burakovsky has been from an analytics standpoint this year was playing with Tolvanen and Yanni Gord. And I do wonder, RJ, one of the things that was talked about on the press bridge was how long it's been since Yanni Gord has collected a point and that it's yeah. been over a month. And I do wonder if that's something that you know, maybe Hackstall tries at some point, maybe not for the winter classic, but moving forward just to kind of help wake, wake Yanni Gord up a little bit. Maybe, although I feel like the results are still there. And certainly if they're going to play this more defensive style, you're okay with the top line. You can kind of just send out there against the other team's top line, take the tough matchups and, you know, Bjorkstrand and Tolvin are still scoring plenty. You know, maybe you're less worried about Gord's actual production because he's still kind of doing his job there. You know, similar, he never put up big scoring numbers in Tampa even when he was doing a great job kind of playing his role. And certainly if the Beneers line is going to be your number one line again, going forward. Yeah. You know, you, you got probably okay with that. I keep glancing over because there's a group of like 20 people at least that just walked out of the elevator, all wearing Carter Hart jerseys. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, former. I mean, I'm sure he's got some supporters here, of course, yeah. given his junior history, but uh, yeah, that was cool to see. That is pretty interesting. Got a big super chat here from Elizabeth. I'm just going to go ahead and, and throw it up here on, on screen. Last chat of 2023, and it's a win. Love to see our turnaround, and holy goalie goodness. Oh, it feels good to say that. <laughs> Hoping for a fun, spicy game on Monday. Happy New Year, ECH fam. Happy New Year, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for that generous super chat. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate you and everybody in this community all year long. It's been fantastic to see the growth and how much even more connected everybody's become from what they already were over the course of this year, RJ. It's been really fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, just, just looking at it from where we were a year ago, right? I was remembering with like the ice storm and all that going on, but yeah. just, you know, the, the growth and seeing how active everybody is, whether it's on the Discord and these post-game chats. I mean, I respect to you, Dylan, for keeping up with these chats, given how active they are. I mean, it's, the job becomes tougher and tougher, but man, is it a good problem to have. Um, so just thanks so much, Elizabeth. Yeah, hoping for a good game, hoping for a spicy game uh, on Monday. And I, I think it could be, too. I was uh, chatting with uh, our buddy Ken Bolke from Sinbin.Vegas, kind of getting the Vegas side of things. And, you know, it sounds like Vegas is, you know, kind of a beatable team right now. He said, you know the Kraken are going to get right on. They're going to four-check hard. They're going to pressure him, right? And he said the teams that have been doing that to Vegas recently have had a lot of success. So, you know, if the Kraken come out with the kind of energy we know they can have, you know, Vegas can make mistakes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still now thinking about, like, the, the, the growth of all of this over the course of the year. The fact, you know, this year we, we had our first playoff run. 
and everything, right? Like it's it's crazy. That's right. That was like, in 2023 season, but that was this year. All this stuff that's happened this year, it's it's really kind of cool. So sorry if I'm kind of like overwhelming it at all of that right now. Um, that was it's it's really cool stuff to, to think about. Tammy Wenberg is so underrated by a lot of Kraken fans, but he continues he contributes so much. Full disclosure, I do yell at him to shoot lol. <laughs> you're not alone, probably, Tammy. Uh, actually, I can say for a fact you're definitely not alone in that regard. He, Any thought? Oh, go for it. No, I was just going to say he was doing the small things really well tonight. I think that's probably where you were going. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Stratic. Any thoughts on the Dunn contract now that we've been we've had a bit more of a sample size and he's leading the team in points? It's. I think I'll, I kind of stick with what I said at the time. Like it's it's a good deal. It's a fair deal. I was worried that number was going to be in the eights or nines. It wasn't. The term is manageable. Um, I, I think he's going to continue to play well over the next four years. Like we know kind of who he is. And it, it seems like it's last season's Vince Dunn, which is continuing to be this season's Vince Dunn, just evolving a little bit more. So I, I think it's a solid deal. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still not at the point where I'm too worried about the term maybe not being long enough. You know, you can kind of reevaluate from there, certainly with how good Riker Evans looks. I mean, that's going to be the big decision point. But overall, I'm still fine with it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, it's hard uh, to say like, oh my gosh, any contract could be the biggest steal on the team when you have Jared McCann's contract sitting there, right? Like that one is just one of the all-time greats from a, from a general manager's perspective, right? Um, but I think that it's proven to be just absolutely fantastic, right? He's continued. The big question was, could he do it again? And if he was going to do it again, he was going to need to find different ways of doing it. He was going to need to step it up on the power play. He was going to need to find ways to contribute there. And boy, has he, right? I mean, we saw another power play goal from him tonight. And so he answered really all of the questions anybody had about him being one of those, you know, top 10 point producing defensemen, one of those guys who's able to, to go out there and you can really lean on him and his defensive partner for half a game if you need to. He's answered all those questions. And so the fact that you're getting that level of player on a contract without having to pay him nine plus million is huge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it could, if you had to renegotiate that contract probably after this season, you know, if his, if his deal was up after this Way season, higher. I guarantee that number's higher. Yeah. Yeah, Zoe pointing out he's sixth in points for all defensemen right now, and he's got games in hand. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. He's been playing absolutely fantastic. Um, some talk about that. Everybody wishing everybody Happy New Year's as well. Love to see that. Edward, 2023 has truly been the year of the Kraken. That's right. So we can go back to that one too. It's been fantastic. This year has been really, really incredible for sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember at the start, like January, right? We we're saying this is the year of the Kraken, that run they went on. And it, you know, continued to all the way through the playoffs. I mean, you got to go back and just like look at our, you know, I don't know if we want to do like a top 10 list, something. Just go back and, and you know, New Year's Eve. Maybe once this winter classic thing is done. <laughs> I was say, dude, we have we've no got enough going on. But just, ment just mentally kind of compile some of our best moments yeah. of the year because there have been so many great things. Definitely, definitely. I was gonna say you can stay up tonight and do that, RJ. I'm gonna crash the moment we get back to. Yeah, we're 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 both gonna crash as soon as we get back to my apartment. Uh, Jay, with one last reminder for everybody to like the stream, really appreciate that uh, as well. And then I think we can end it on this one from Lindsay here. Good night, all. See you at the Fan Village next post game. Will be after the Winter Classic. Let's make it a dance party. I think that that is a great idea, RJ. Yep, perfect sentiment to end this one. Uh, we'll make sure we bring the Gatorade uh, yep. in case this time we will be prepared with the Lemon Lime Gatorade uh, and ready for just an awesome game against Vegas. This is the way you want to go into a big game like this. And, you know, the players yep. talked about it. Haxtell talked about it. You know, this is, this is how you want to be riding into a game like this. I was worried two weeks ago, feeling great right now. Yep, definitely. Tom, I see your question about the Kraken All-Star representative. I think that's going to be a good deep dive topic for after the Winter Classic. Want to want to say that and uh, also just say hi. It's been a little while, Tom. Um, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for this one. Quick reminders to everybody: we're going to be tomorrow night at Queen Anne Beer Hall. Uh, probably get there yep. around nine because it's going to be after all of our media stuff over at T-Mobile Park. So just wanted to let everybody, you know, remind everybody about that one more time. And then on the thirty-first, we will be at the Fan Village around six o'clock. To, to meet everybody, hang out, go through that as, you know, an ECH group should be a lot of fun. So everybody pay attention to the socials. We'll be dropping, you know, 
stuff about both of those events along the way. And then, yes, RJ, going to have to go check out Flatstick Pub, sponsor these post-game lives. I want to see what they're doing over at that Pioneer Square location, see what they got going on for the Winter Classic. I think that'll be a lot of fun, too. Definitely. And, and you know the two of us can get competitive. we got to play at least some games before we leave. Uh, definitely. That's not even a question. It's totally happening. <laughs> uh, the next round of Lemon Lime Gatorade will be on the loser for sure. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us after this fabulous Kraken win. Thank you all uh, who gave on Super Chats. And of course, one more time, thank you to Flatstick Pub. We will see you all at the Winter Classic. It's going to be great. Love it. <laughs>